and welcome to the Diagnosis Infertility Podcast, where tears, encouragement, and laughter will fill your soul. My name is Andrea, and my medical chart reads infertility, but I prefer to think of myself as an IVF warrior, because even though I now have two little humans in my house, that diagnosis not only has stayed on my medical chart, but continues to drive who I am. And when I was in the thick of it, it controlled who I was. I hated my body. I did not take care of myself. My mindset was totally off and I obsessed about getting pregnant. And maybe you can connect with that too. If so, this podcast is for you. Here, it's all about real talk and giving you validation in that annoyingly real and raw emotion through this journey. As a health and life coach, I not only want to share my journey, but set you up with success as you navigate your own fertility struggles. Buckle up, lady, because here we go. Hello, and welcome back. I am so excited you're here, and I am looking forward to digging into today's episode, believe it or not. Uh, the way the reason why I say that is because I'm decided to talk about trauma, which isn't really something I know much about. I know I have trauma and have experienced trauma, and I know I'm getting therapy for trauma, but the concept of sharing my trauma and being vulnerable is brand new to me. So here we are, and I'm surprisingly excited to talk to you about this. So let's dive in. I, okay, I have something to tell you guys. I have had the most bloated stomach the last three weeks than I probably ever had. Well, that's probably not true, but in my most recent memory, I have been really struggling with my gut health in the last three weeks, and here's why. So about three weeks ago, it was a Friday night, and our kids stayed at my parents' house overnight, and so we went golfing. It was couples night at the country club that we are members of, and I know what you're thinking. We sound super snooty being members of a country club, but it's not like this at all, right? Like, it's a totally low-key place, super fun, Um, and they had a couples date, so we went, and they had these delightful strawberry mojitos that I drank easily too many of, and... I have a very, very sensitive gut. I don't eat gluten. The last time I had gluten, I threw up. And I really limit and cut out dairy because it just destroys my stomach. And if you know anything about me or if you're following me on social media, you know that I absolutely love nachos. Love, love, love nachos. And so if I know I'm going to have nachos, I basically don't eat any dairy for the whole week so that I can have dairy on on nacho night, okay? Well, I did not plan this. I did not know this was going to happen. I had too many strawberry mojitos. I had a, like, fun nine holes of golf. It was super hot out. And we get in, and all they're serving is tacos, and we already had our tacos. And so they're serving chips, queso, and salsa. And I am a huge salsa lover as well. And so normally I'll just have the chips and salsa. But apparently when you have been 
drinking some cocktails and your inhibitions are lowered, you binge eat queso. And I did. And it was delicious. But you guys, my gut has been destroyed now for the last three weeks. And I have been trying so hard to get it back on track because you guys, I absolutely love a good bowel movement. It's the best. I just love when my gut is healthy and things are working as it should. And for the last three weeks, things were not working as it should. And so I, like I said, I had been doing as many things as I could, but I have a really good friend, friends, multiple, uh, who are trained. So I'm an occupational therapist as well as a health and life coach and they run our pediatric incontinence program at the clinic I work at and they do gut massage. And so I have been like essentially begging for one of them. Uh, she was on vacation last week and I couldn't get a gut rub, but I like stalked her like crazy, watched her like a hawk at work, checked her schedule on Monday. And the second she was free, I like just laid down in front of her until she rubbed my belly and you guys, it worked. It was so amazing. I feel so much better. So I'm flying high right now. So like, this is good. This is a good day. But anyhow, let's dive in to the content here. What we're really here for, what we're talking about, which is trauma. And what I want you to take away from today's episode is that It is okay to own and understand the trauma you are experiencing, right? For me personally, I rarely accept like my feelings and my trauma as my reality. I always like to brush them away, build up this wall, completely ignore them, right? Everything's fine. I'm fine. Nothing's bothering me. And that is totally not the case. So, Let me set the scene for you a little bit. I am five years out from the devastation of infertility. I have two kids at home and I should seemingly be over infertility, right? But I'm not. I'm stronger. I love this part of my journey. And I am on fire to encourage couples right now who are experiencing this pain. But this trauma, and I use the word trauma because that's what it is for me. It's trauma. It was traumatic. 26 negative pregnancy tests is traumatic. Feeling like a failure is traumatic. Continuing to want something so bad that you have no control over was traumatic for me. And what I would really like to do here is normalize that trauma is more than abuse or neglect as a child, right? When we think of trauma, trauma trauma-informed, we think of abuse, neglect, like some really big things, um, really big triggering things that can happen that are awful, we don't generally think of things as honestly as simple as infertility as being traumatic. For me, going through infertility was very traumatic. And it's very interesting for me to say that out loud because even as I was going into therapy, even as I 
I knew these are things I wanted to process because really my ultimate goal is to know what to do with all these embryos that we have frozen because I don't I don't want them to go to waste because I don't know if you've seen my kids, but they're freaking gorgeous. They're crazy, but they're freaking gorgeous. And I feel a higher calling than to dispose of our embryos. And so I really wanted to go to therapy to unpack all of this. And my therapist will throw out like the trauma that I've experienced. And I never identified with that word trauma, but that is exactly what it was, right? Going through infertility was very traumatic for me. You know, and maybe you're feeling some of this too, and it doesn't have to be necessarily infertility or just your fertility journey, right? I know I have listeners on here that have gone through fertility treatment. I know I have listeners on here that have had a miscarriage, right? So traumatic going having a miscarriage. Um, honestly, it's it's things like that, right? Those things that are ingrained in your mind. Um, I'll never forget going in to the doctor's office and for our twenty week scan, and I couldn't wait to see the twins. I was telling everyone all day, "I can't wait to see the twins. I can't wait to see the twins." And um, I was uneasy. I, I felt like something was wrong, but it's when you can't unsee that black and white Doppler and them scanning over your baby and they're not finding a heartbeat, right? There's no blood supply in the umbilical cord. That's very traumatic. Going upstairs, waiting to talk to the doctor and waiting for him to confirm one of your babies isn't alive, okay? And maybe you're identifying with some of this too, right? Those of you who have lost a baby. Or maybe you're identifying with You are told that you have to have a hysterectomy at age 30. You'll never be able to carry kids. Right? Okay, these things are traumatic for us because we had these hopes and these dreams and this picture, right? This plan that we've made and somebody is squashing it. They're telling us no. And there's a deep-rooted experience that we feel with that even though we're strong right I know I'm strong I know I can handle a lot but that doesn't mean it's not traumatic to me right it just means that I have had coping tools and the ability to um, manage or to appear that I'm managing you know up until this point and I feel like As a society, we don't necessarily recognize that as much, right? And you and I, like, so I'm saying as a society, we maybe don't recognize trauma experiences outside of abuse and neglect, okay? And what I really feel like is you and I, right, as humans, as women, as strong women, as put-together women, we aren't recognizing this as trauma either. I think as a society, we're getting better. I think there are huge advocates out there spreading awareness. 
but you know who isn't recognizing it? You. Me. Right? In myself. In yourself. Or at least that's what I experienced. And maybe you're identifying with that too, right? I'm saying right a lot. But I feel like I'm really identifying with you here in that, you know, as these strong, put-together women, we want to portray to society that we have it all together. And that, yes, oh, we feel, yes, that was a traumatic experience for us, but do we really sit in and accept the reality that it's still affecting us? So here's what I want to talk about. Here's why this is a topic this week. So I was on Instagram working the biz, right? I want to create more content, uh, grow my followers, because right now my main marketing tool is Instagram. And I was on Instagram uh, engaging with different accounts, and I came across this account of an influencer that I follow and absolutely love. And one thing I love about her is that she takes us along for the ride all the time. She just puts it out there and she's so vulnerable. And I think she's so amazing. But what she talked about was she put out there that she really wants to have kids. She really wants to be a mom. And she talked about how she answered uh, somebody inviting her to do something a year down the road. And she said, yeah, for sure. But I might be visibly pregnant. And she was like, I can't believe I just said that. And right. And just so on fire and uh, a little bit nervous. Right. That nerves of like, I love my life now, but I like really want this. Right. All the things that we know and experience. And I was triggered by that. That super fun post about wanting to be a mom and a year from now being visibly pregnant triggered me like it's that easy. Okay, And she doesn't know her journey, right? She doesn't know what's going to happen. She's just along for the ride. But I know that it took me five years and a lot of negative pregnancy tests before someone told me that I was pregnant because my blood levels reached whatever level they needed to reach, right? Because, side note, with IVF, they tell you not to take a home pregnancy test. And I got to tell you, I did everything exactly by the books that they told me to do. Anyway, I digress. So, what I'm getting at is this post about someone just trying to get pregnant and thinking she was going to get pregnant and be pregnant in a year totally triggered me. And now, I want to be very clear about this. I want these people to get pregnant, right? Because I don't want people to experience infertility. I would not wish pain upon anyone. And so it's such a weird feeling that us infertile women experience is that we don't want you to get pregnant, but we don't want you to suffer. And we want you to get pregnant. We just don't want it to be super easy, but we also don't want it to be super hard, right? So anyway, I'm five years out from infertility and this post triggered me but I'm past this right I have kids so why am I experiencing the trauma still of infertility it's because I have unresolved trauma 
I am experiencing trauma and I was triggered by this post. Now, it wasn't a big trigger, but it was enough for me to still be talking about it with you. But here's what I want you to take. You can absolutely be triggered by simple things like this. You don't have to hide behind it. You don't have to put on that front to anyone. You can feel triggered and take a moment and sit in what that truth is for you, right? Accept the reality that you are still triggered by silly little things like this. Because really, they're not silly at all. We think they're silly. We think we shouldn't be triggered by this. But it's okay to feel. And I think one of the first things to heal ourselves is to accepting the reality that we're in. Okay? I was triggered by that post. And that's okay. I just heard this really cool concept about two lines on paper that, okay, and I'm probably going to butcher this because I I only heard it, I heard it through another podcast. I thought it was super a super cool um, visual to what we're experiencing through infertility and miscarriage is that there's two lines on a piece of paper, right? One line is like the event or the triggering events. And the other line is your coping tools, okay? And the space in between is the trauma you experience to that event. And the more coping tools that we have, the more coping tools we create, healthy coping tools, by the way, not unhealthy coping tools, the more healthy coping tools and productive coping tools we create, this line gets closer and closer to the event so that there's less trauma in between. And I would say that this um, event for me was very minimal, right? It was just a fleeting thought, but it was still a thought and it was still there and I was still triggered by it, okay? So that tells me that there's more work for me to do in this situation, okay? So when I say that it's absolutely okay for you to be triggered, it is. But if you don't want to feel that ick of trauma, getting the support you need, creating the healthy habits of healthy coping will really tighten up that gap and allow you to heal. And, and just because you get support doesn't mean that the triggers are going to go away, right? But what will happen is you will have coping tools ready and a new core belief ready for when those triggers happen. And the ick, that ick will go away and you won't keep thinking about it. It won't bother you as much or if at all. And now you're probably thinking like, okay, Andrea, great, love it. How do I do this? That's a great question. Um, the answer is I don't really know, but I'm in therapy and doing EMDR right now to figure this out. And but man, do I wish I knew about this sooner in my experience, okay? Because even though I have those kids, I'm still experiencing it all. So I can't imagine if I would have discovered this about myself sooner. Like what would I have saved myself like a lot of heartache and turmoil? Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not going to change it because I, I love this journey I'm on right now. But honestly, what I think is that everyone just like needs their own therapist always. I would be curious 
what it would look like for you to go to therapy first and foremost. I think finding someone to talk to who is safe in your world is a great start. So if you're not thinking therapy is for you, if you're not identifying with that right now, that's okay. I just think finding someone to be your safe space is a good start. I personally really like journaling. I think it's amazing. I think getting it all out on paper, right? No one's judging you. The paper doesn't judge you. Your pen doesn't judge you. You might judge you, but that's okay. Just brain dump and get it all out there. If you're a believer, um, I believe that sometimes journaling is like praying and talking to God and Jesus loves to hear it all too. He really likes to hear the anger, the freakouts, the hurt. And two, I would really encourage you to start looking at starting creating healthy habits or healthy um, coping tools that aren't related to food or drink. And I know it sounds cliche, but seriously, taking a few deep breaths is a game changer. Like big old belly breaths. Try it right now. There's like Google it, right? There's six sides of breathing. There's lazy eight breathing. I personally just like the four, like four seconds in, hold for four seconds and out for four seconds. And um, I get such a visceral calming from that because side note, I hold a lot of trauma in my stomach. So I personally like to lean on coping tools that support or reach my stomach because I have, like I said, I hold a lot of trauma there, which is probably why I'm obsessed with gut health and having amazing bowel movements. So that's just an aha moment for me right now. So maybe to kind of think about where where you're holding your tension, where you're holding your stress, where you're holding your trauma and think about coping tools that are related to that part of your body too. Um, so besides the deep breath, I really like to talk about or do a little bit of my inner coach, right? Telling myself, um, so my negative core belief right now has been that I'm not enough and a lot of that is stemmed from really early in my childhood, but carried on and was true for me in my um, infertility. And so when I see something triggering, like, I want to be pregnant in a year, I have to immediately go to, I am enough just because I didn't get pregnant naturally right away, or it took me five years to get pregnant, has nothing to do with my self-worth. I am enough. Okay. So anyway, those coping tools are all over the place, but you need to find what works for you and what's true for you. And I really highly suggest you going to therapy if you're feeling like you have a lot of unresolved trauma. And yeah. Okay. I want to hear from you. I want to know how this episode hit home. What your takeaway was, despite your current space and your journey, you can text me 701-566-5027. Again, that is 701 566 5027. I answer all my text messages, sometimes not incredibly fast, but I get there, I promise. You can direct message me on Instagram, her.andreahensrud, or you can email me at hello at andreahensrud.com. I want to hear it, all the things. Okay, team, get after it and don't stuff your trauma so far down that you don't think it exists. Okay, bye. Thank you for pressing play today. If you found value in today's episode or feel that someone in your life could use a burst, share this episode on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. Or send it to your husband, a friend, or even your mom right now. Sometimes we need to share what resonates with us 
so other people can understand too. And remember, maybe it's time to stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right. You've got this. You are doing a great job. Until next time.